Good evening, everyone. Y'all aren't having to listen to me talk tonight. Be glad for that. But this is the start of Missions Month, even though it's going to be six weeks, six, six weeks long this time. We're very fortunate tonight to have Brother Al Washington come and talk to us about World Video Bible School and the online school that they have started and are doing right now. This is a work that we've supported for oh, five or six years now. It's a great work. Um, and it's one that we're going to be supporting. We've got several speakers coming over the next several, over this month, speaking to us about the different works that Westside um, supports, and they'll be giving us reports throughout the month. Um, Al also has a booth set up in the back with more information about World Video Bible School. Please feel free to talk to him or look at all the information in the back, and Brother Al, if you'll come report on your work. Thank you, Josh. I want to thank the elders of the congregation here and for each of you for being present tonight and giving us the opportunity to tell you more about uh, World Video Bible School. As Josh mentioned, oftentimes we get mistaken for World Bible School, and I can't begin to tell you how many times people have called the office and they're looking for World Bible School, and we have to redirect them. And I've been told by uh, some of the uh, folks there at World Bible School also that they get the same phone calls. And so it is important to understand that while we are uh, working together for the Lord's kingdom, World Bible School and World Video Bible School are a little different. World Video Bible School, we make audiovisual Bible study materials, uh, been doing so since 1986. And I, I did a presentation one time before about the donation fund that we have where we donate materials to uh, churches and schools outside of the United States. And uh, those who can't afford to purchase materials, we donate those materials to them. And we've had a, a number over the years that have been baptized based on materials that we've been sending out. Uh, we create these tools for, uh, for the Lord's church, for the, the use of the Lord's church. And tonight we're gonna talk a little bit more about uh, what we're doing now with the online Bible school. Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse 2, you may be familiar with this passage where the Apostle Paul tells Timothy that the things that, that I've told you among many witnesses, the same commit to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Uh, we look at a, a passage such as that and we recognize that it was in God's plan from the, from the beginning of, of the church that the gospel would be spread and not always spread through the apostles because we know they did not uh, live beyond the first century. But a pattern was established, and that pattern dictated that the gospel would be spread uh, by Christians. And so as we become Christians, we learn the gospel, we learn it uh, in such a way that we're able to communicate it to others so that they too can become Christians. When we think about uh, a chain, we know that every, every link of a chain is important. One link breaks, the chain breaks. And so in a similar fashion, when we think about uh, the spreading of the gospel, the responsibility that each one of us has in, in spreading the gospel, uh, we're like links in that chain. And in order for that chain to work properly, we have to make sure that each one of us are fulfilling our responsibility as far as spreading the gospel is concerned. We're called by the gospel. We're called by God's word to go out and spread the gospel. Many of us are, should also be familiar with passages such as Mark chapter 16, 
verses 15 and 16. There we usually term that the Great Commission. And, and we used to see the parallel passage that was up here uh, year, for years um, about Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 through 20. Well, here you have a parallel passage in Mark chapter 16, of course, and that's where Jesus tells the apostles to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that is, uh, believes and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be condemned. The gospel is to go into all the world. Imagine how the disciples must have felt in the first century, how overwhelming they may have, have felt being given such a, a charge to go into all the world. During that time, they were likely limited in the ways that they traveled. And as you study God's Word, you know that they were limited in their ways. They could walk and take the gospel. They were riding on animals. They went by boat uh, to different places. But they were still limited when we think about it. They were still limited in their ability to, to take that gospel. Nevertheless, Paul says in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 23 that within the generation of the apostles, before they all died, the gospel had been proclaimed to every creature under the sun. Uh, I don't know about you, but that is, that's absolutely phenomenal. To think about the fact that in the civilized world in the first century, that every individual had an opportunity to hear the gospel. What excuse do we have? What about us? Are we fulfilling our responsibility when it comes down to spreading the gospel? Let us move forward here. When we think about a, an effective means of spreading the gospel, I grew up in an, in an era and an age where door knocking was, was very prevalent. A lot of people don't like, to get engaged, don't like to engage in door knocking, but that's what we did back in West Palm Beach, Florida. We went around and we knocked doors and, and we, we sought opportunities to share the gospel. Uh, with those of our, our neighbors, those who lived within the community. But when we think about spreading the gospel, there is a more efficient way to do so. That does not knock door knocking. That does not say that we shouldn't door knock or we shouldn't utilize some of the, the various ways that we have employed to spread the gospel. But when we think about one of the ways that is most efficient, I don't know if you've thought about this stat, but approximately 95% of this world's population, and we're talking about a population of almost 8 billion people, 95% live outside of the United States. Have you thought about that before? 95% live outside of the United States, and so when it comes down to the spreading of the gospel, we think about a more efficient way, a, a way that we can get the gospel out there. What is that? There you have it, the Internet. The internet, and the internet isn't anything new, of course, it's been around for quite some time. But when you think about how efficient we can get the gospel out there to study with people, you can have a Bible study with some and teach them the gospel and, and you've never seen that person before in your life. But you communicate with them via the internet. And so that is one of the things that we sought to do to employ the use of the internet to go into places that missionaries may not ever get a chance to go into. Some of the most remote areas in the world, they have internet cafes. 
they have a, a, a means of utilizing the internet, but we may not be able to get a person on the ground in that particular country or in that remote area. And so the internet becomes a very effective tool. In 2014, uh, it was thought there by some of the folks at World Video Bible School that if we upload all of the video Bible courses uh, to the internet for people to watch for free, what a wonderful thing that would be. I remember being one of the people saying, well, wait a second now, if, if we load all of our material up to the internet and just let it go for free, then, then what's going to happen to World Video Bible School? You know, I'm thinking from the standpoint of, of the fact that here you have one part, one, one department of World Video Bible School that, that relies on some of the materials that we sell to take care of other things, operational expenses. But then it was the director's mindset toward getting the gospel out there that caused me to rethink it. The fact is, is that what a wonderful idea to put the gospel out there to reach people all over the world for free. Separate and apart from the cost that it takes for them to, to have data. But other than that, we're not charging them for being able to teach them the gospel. And so with that in mind, that's what was done. All of our materials were uploaded to the internet and made available for free for anyone all over the world to be able to study, to utilize, to grow spiritually. And many Christians came to be as a result of that. The school was started in 2014 by taking all of the materials that we have. Uh, there were lessons that were re recorded, and this even goes back to old VHS tapes when it first began to be recorded. And then from there, it began to be recorded. There were some CDs for, for audio, and then, of course, the DVDs, and now uh, even on flash drives a lot of the material. We even have a hard drive now that has, one hard drive has all of the curriculum materials on it uh, for the school. Another one has uh, topical lessons. If you've ever been on our website and we brought some of the materials back there that they're free for the taking, first come, first serve, of course, but there are materials back there on the table and information uh, to provide you with to tell you more if you're not familiar with World Video Bible School. Let's catch up here. You can see I'm not used to this whole PowerPoint thing, but we're going to make it work. A fascinating uh, number that I want you to think about is, as far as our online school is concerned, every Monday morning, we have somewhere in the area of, of 800 new students. Did you, did you hear me? somewhere in the area of 800 new students on a weekly basis wanting to study God's Word. That's incredible. That's incredible. There's no school that can boast that. And, and this isn't about boasting, but it is about showing you the effectiveness of this online school. We have over at this particular time total of around 90,000, just shy of 100,000 students enrolled in our program. And we know that there are some large colleges and universities in the United States, but none of them have that many students. So these are people that we are studying with worldwide here, not only in the United States, but all over the world. 
some 90,000 students, just under 100,000 students, and three-fourths of them are non-Christians. There's something else to think about when we, talk, when we talk about spreading the gospel, when we talk about taking the gospel into all the world, we think about the limitations and the challenges that the apostles had in the first century because they didn't have the internet, yet now we have the internet, and, and we're able to, to spread the gospel quickly, and we're able to reach to the extent that you have 75% of, of these just shy of 100,000 students that are non-Christians, and they want to know God's Word. I wish I could just share with you some of the emails that I receive um, there through the school. Every Monday morning is almost kind of, um, it makes me question whether or not I want to go in on Monday morning because over the weekend, that inbox fills so much. And so I have to go through all of these emails, and I have to go through and read them. And, and the thing is, is that it is so encouraging to read these uh, uh, applications that are submitted. And you read statements on there by these folks who are from all over the world. We have some 80 different religious groups that are involved in studying God's Word with us. Here you have a, a list uh, on this board here of the uh, 190 different countries that we have reached thus far. And so the online school is, is reaching folks in, in at least 190 different countries around the world. And when, when you, again, think about just the, the, the gravity of, of that and, and, and the results of being able to study the Word of God with people from all over the world, from different religious backgrounds, and do they all agree with you? Of course they don't always agree. But the fact is, is that we're having an opportunity to teach them. They disagree with something, that's great. We ask them to submit their questions. They submit their questions, and then we're able to teach them through our responses to them. Because we receive a lot of the same questions, we've already compiled a good uh, a list of articles that we have either written ourselves or that we have borrowed from other brethren that have been written. No need to recreate the will. We take that information and we attach it to an email and we send it to them and ask them to study it. A lot of occasions, we're able to just simply include a link to one of the topical lessons that have already been taught, and we send that to them. And they're able to study, and many of them are studying their way out of denominationalism. They're studying their way out of false teaching and away from false teaching. And so that makes this, uh, again, a, a great opportunity that we have to share the gospel. We have folks from uh, a Baptist background, Catholic, Methodist, Pentecostal, Episcopal, evangel Evangelical, and, and you name it, even Jewish folks are studying with us, Hindu, Quakers, Mormons, and Muslim students are actually enrolling in our program to study God's Word. And keep in mind that these aren't just correspondence courses. These are in-depth studies. These are studies that are taught by men who are either currently instructors in schools of preaching or former instructors in schools of preaching. And so these are well-developed lessons, very thorough, and, and it's, it's the equivalent of having the opportunity to attend a preaching school or a biblical study school without having to pack up and, and move to a different place to study. And so it takes you to a different level beyond what we generally get in our Bible classes uh, during the week and on Sundays. 
we're grateful for having brethren, and I'm all, I've always been grateful for Westside and, and the, the number of men that we have, capable men of, of presenting God's Word. But the time that you have to study uh, through the online school, because there is no, there's no time limit placed on it, so these individuals have an opportunity to, to study at their own pace. There is no time frame in which they have to submit lessons. There's no time frame in which they have to submit uh, term papers. And so uh, we, we keep that in mind when we're talking about the online school. In the United States, uh, currently, we have uh, just shy of 10,000 students alone in the United States. Then we think about other places. Uh, South Africa, there are over 2,000 students. Uh, from South Africa, uh, over 2,000 students from India that we have involved in our, our uh, online studies. If I can go back for a moment, there was one place that I'd never even heard of, um, Mauritius. How many of you ever heard of that little, little island? Yeah, just a few of us. Uh, just on the southeast um, section of out there in the ocean on the outskirts of Africa. And here you have individuals who are studying God's Word with us. Uh, the, the country itself, the island itself, is about 788 square miles. And, and um, there we have four students. One is a Pentecostal, one is Catholic, one is Assemblies of God, and, and one is a Christian. And so you have these different backgrounds, but these individuals are studying the Bible with us, and they've been at it for a while. Uh, of course, we have quotes coming from these various students. Uh, one of them from this particular island says, thank you for giving me this opportunity to study the Word of God deeply. They recognize that this is more than just a correspondence course. This is something that is really helping them come to know the Lord, come to know Jesus Christ, come to know God's will. Uh, going in the wrong direction. I'm going to skip over some of, of these uh, screens. Let's talk a little bit more about the, the details of the school itself. A person can enroll in the program, and that includes any of you who may be interested in studying God's Word through this online school. You can, you can enroll as either an audit student an audit student simply enrolls. They have access to all of the video lessons, but they are not required to take any exams. They're not required to write any term papers. They also will not receive completion certificates, which we generally send with every completed course, and that you also would not receive the diploma in biblical studies that follows the completion of all 45 courses. And so an audit student is just simply someone who is wanting to gain the knowledge. And we have a number of, of students around the world who enroll as audit students. But then there are those who want to, to study a little bit more formally or informally. And so we have an informal uh, status or we have a formal status. The only difference between the two, uh, two differences, one of them is that the informal students can take the courses in, in whatever order they'd like to take them. And so if they want to start with the book of Genesis and then they want to jump to the book of Revelation, I don't recommend it, but that's what they can do because they're an informal student. They still receive completion certificates once they complete the, pro complete the course, 
but at the end they will not receive the diploma in biblical studies. However, those who want to receive that diploma, they have to enroll as a formal student. They are responsible for taking the exams that go along with watching all of the video lessons, reviewing all of the course notes. We have uh, course notes that are also available on the website. Uh, some 18,000 pages of information, uh, Bible study resources that are there to help the students out. They take exams. They're required to score at least a 70% or better in order to move forward. If not, then we send them a blank exam and we allow them to take it over as many times as they need to. This isn't about trying to fail people, it's trying to help them to, to pass and to gain the knowledge. And so uh, if they, they pass those exams and they're also required to write a term paper. Our term papers, you know, sometimes people frown at the term papers because they don't want to, you know, I'm not in school anymore, I left that behind. But the thing is, is that we end up taking, uh, depending on the course, we'll take some teaching that people usually misconstrue when it comes down to some text in that particular book. For instance, in the book of Genesis, the term paper involves showing the, the link between righteousness, faith, and works. You know, that's a big issue. I mean, people believe that, you know, you're saved by faith, faith only. Uh, and they misunderstand what works means in the book of James. And so we ask them to write a term paper uh, two to three pages, somewhere between 600 and 900 words to, to talk about the link based on various passages, such as Genesis chapter 15 and verse 6. Uh, also looking at uh, Genesis chapter 22 and, and, and uh, Abraham's, uh, when he was about to sacrifice his son, he pretty much did so without, uh, the, before the Lord told him, called it off and, and told him to, to withdraw your hand, not to take his life. So we asked them to take those verses along with James chapter 2, and we asked them to, to help us understand the link between righteousness, faith, and works. And so, as they write their paper, uh, they submit the paper, we read through it, and we find where there is error, and we have an opportunity to teach. And so, in the margin of that paper, we will write notes in there for them, things for them to consider. We attach uh, links for uh, for various lessons that they can go back and watch. We also uh, recall, have them recall different things that are stated in the course notes. Uh, nevertheless, we include that information for them to go back and study, and then they'll have to rewrite the paper. Once they write that paper successfully, then they move on to the next course. And so that's, that's what the program uh, is about in a nutshell uh, when it comes down to one enrolling in the program and the best aspect of it all for those who enroll is that it's absolutely free. Absolutely free. And so there is but one, one possible uh, area where you might have to spend a little money, and that's for the Greek course, because we don't have the rights to the Greek textbook that we use. And so uh, generally speaking, if a, if a person wants to obtain that book, they want a hard copy, they have to purchase that. They can go on Amazon and purchase it if they want to. But we have the link on our website so that they can read that book and study from that book for free. And so it is a, it, tuition free. That is the most attractive part 
of this. When you think about people in foreign countries, those who can't afford uh, to go off to school somewhere, and even those here in the United States who may not want to go off to school or spend money that way, but they can study God's Word, and they can study it for free. Up to this point, students have completed uh, over 20,000 courses and, and have taken over 500,000 lessons uh, to date. And so just to show you how, how deeply involved uh, our students are and how committed they are to the work that we are doing through this online school, what are the benefits to the students? Number one, it increases their Bible knowledge. We think about what Peter says in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 18, to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Here's an opportunity to grow in the knowledge of Jesus. And it's not just for non-Christians, of course, it's for us as Christians as well. That, in fact, 2 Peter 3.18 was written to Christians, not to non-Christians. So we all have that obligation, that responsibility of, of studying God's Word and growing in our Bible knowledge. That's one of the benefits to students. Learning how to study the Bible, another very, very important aspect of, of being a student in the school, learning how to study. There are many people who don't know how to study God's Word, and that's one of the reasons why they misunderstand so many different things, and they're caught up in all types of false teaching, because they don't know how to study God's Word. And so that's one of the other things that being in the school helps individuals with, excuse me. There's also access to great Bible resources. Again, having the instructor's course notes available right there on the website, being able to go and, and to read what the instructor says about various things as he teaches the courses. And these courses are very much in depth. I promise you, you would not be let down in studying uh, these courses with these instructors uh, that we have. Some of them you may uh, even know. First Timothy chapter 2, verse 3 and 4 here Paul tells Timothy, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Also in, in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, where we're told to study, to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And so these are scriptures that, again, further help us to understand uh, the importance of learning to study God's word and studying God's word uh, for our benefit. More benefits to the students, as we talked about, free tuition, free courses, free course notes, free books. There are some supplemental books that we also include, uh, PDFs for, that are available online, as well as taking the tests to reinforce the things, the information uh, that they are studying. Advantages to studying online. A person can study at home in this day and age, and especially you know, the school was already in place when COVID hit. Well, you think about how many people, how many students we gained during that time period because people were at home, not wanting to go out, afraid to be at risk to contracting that uh, disease, and so they stayed home, but they still wanted to study God's Word. It was a great opportunity for them. And so, uh, not just them, but also for uh, children who were being homeschooled. There are a lot of parents who utilize our school as a basis for their Bible classes for their homeschool students. And so you'd be amazed at how many are actually 
utilizing that. Uh, a person can study on the go, whether they want to do it at home, take it to Starbucks or wherever else they want to go to study, it's right there uh, with them because it's online, and they can study at their own pace. We're reminded of, of the words of God through Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6 through 7, where he says, And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. The point here is that when we think about how often the children of Israel were reminded of the importance of teaching, passing on that vital information from God to their children, it was supposed to take place at all times. When they're sitting in the house, when they're walking down the way, when they rise up in the morning, when they lie down at night, at all times, God's Word was supposed to be taught to their children. Well, we know that it was just a short period following that, once Joshua and all of the, the elders of his time period, once they died, when you get into the book of Judges in chapter 2, you find out that a generation arose that didn't know God. How did that happen? We ask the same question today when we think about what's going on in the world today. How is it that we, we see the things that are going on on the news and in our neighborhoods, and, and we read about all of the, the tragedies and, and what people are doing today, and we think about their actions and their behavior, and we just shake our heads and just wonder, what in the world is going on? How did we get to this point? We stopped teaching people about the Lord. That's how we got there. We stopped teaching our children. We stopped teaching at every opportunity that we have. And as a result, when there is no God present, there is no teaching going on, then people are going to still be taught, but it's just not going to be God's Word. And so that is the result of how we are where we are at this time. What are the benefits to your congregation as far as this online school is concerned? Well, this can be used for adult Bible classes. Keeping in mind that it's such a blessing to be here at Westside to have all of these teachers, but there are a lot of congregations who don't have that luxury. A lot of congregations don't have multiple brethren who are capable of standing before them and teaching a sound lesson. Shouldn't be that way, but it is. And so when you find congregations like that or like I've done in, in over the last several years, chosen to work with and help smaller congregations to, to help avoid the doors from closing, where you might have five members meeting, ten members meeting, and maybe they don't even have uh, a gospel preacher. They need someone to fill that pulpit. I remember when I was in preaching school uh, working with a congregation down in Poteet, the Poteet Church of Christ, all of five members. I had to lead singing, lead prayer, lead, preside around the Lord's table, pray, preach, take up the contribution. No, they did that part. Let me, <laughs> let me, let me back up on that one. They were gracious enough to help out with that. But I had to do everything else. And there are many congregations in the United States and, and, and in various places, different countries, where that's the case. They don't have the resources there to see to it that these things are being taken care of. And so here you have an opportunity where sound teaching can still uh, be, be presented to this congregation by means of the Internet. And they can have access to use this for Bible classes, the adult classes, also for the youth classes for that matter. 
They can use for special studies. There are congregations that are engaging in doing special studies where they choose one day out of the week or maybe a couple times out of the month, and they have a special study series. And it's usually more in-depth. So you have uh, uh, individuals who really want to get into God's Word and really study deeper than what we generally cover in our adult Bible classes on Wednesday nights or whenever the, uh, the adult Bible class is. And so they choose to take part in the special studies. And so this material can also be utilized uh, for that. And then also for setting up a training school. You know, it's unfortunate, but it's been said in times past that prisons produce more preachers than preaching schools. Think about that for a second. But it's the Lord's church that should be producing preachers, gospel preachers. That is a part of our responsibility. That's what Paul was talking about in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, when he told him that the things that you heard from me among many witnesses, the same commit to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. So we should be in the business of training our young men to learn to preach the gospel so that we don't have to worry one day about who's going to fill the pulpit because we know that we already have young men who are well capable of doing so. And so we can utilize these materials. Many congregations are doing that. They're setting up their own training school. There are those in Africa and other places where they're setting up their preaching training schools and they're utilizing our curriculum. So we're still assisting in that way. This online school assists in that way as well. Listen to this uh, excerpt from an article or a letter that uh, one of the mothers sent to us. She says, my son has never been very interested in deep Bible study until I suggested your school for him. I don't think he ever heard of it before, and, and much to my surprise, he started working the lessons. He is very excited and tells me all about what he is studying and sends me a copy of his tests and term papers. I can't thank you enough for having this program. So here's a mother who is deeply encouraged by her son's involvement. She turned him on to our online school and it's been the best thing since sliced bread for him. And so that is the way it is for many people uh, who engage in studying through the online school. In Acts chapter 20 and verse 28, there Paul is uh, visiting with the elders from Ephesus, and he meets them in Miletus as he is on his way back to Jerusalem, and he tells them here toward the end of his, his uh, discourse to them, he says, Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Spirit hath made you overseers to feed the church of God which he hath purchased with his own blood. The elders have the responsibility to make sure that the flock is being fed, and that feeding is a spiritual feeding. And so here the elders are doing a, a great job to make sure that both feeding is taking place from the pulpit. We love listening to Eric's lessons and, and gain so much from them and from others who, who uh, present God's Word from here, but also from those who teach Bible classes, whether it be the ladies or the youth classes, you name it, great lessons are being presented. And so that is a means of feeding, spiritually feeding the flock. And that needs to be taking place not just here at Westside, but at congregations all over the world. And this online school is a means of helping to feed the flock. What are the benefits to you as an individual to be involved in this online school? One, your own personal study. A lot of times people don't, well, they will say that they don't 
you know, engage in their own personal study because they have difficulty with understanding what they're reading. Kind of reminds you of what the Ethiopian eunuch said to Philip in Acts chapter 8 when, when Philip caught up to his chariot and asked him, uh, did he understand what he was reading? And he said, how can I except some man should guide me? You know, they need help. They need help. People need help with understanding God's Word. And so, uh, as, a, as a, uh, an individual, a personal benefit is your own personal study because not only are you provided with the instructor's video lessons, you're also provided with the course notes. You're, you're provided with resources to help you in your understanding of God's Word. And so, that should promote more personal study. Can you imagine that if every member of the Lord's church was involved in, in a deep personal study of God's Word, can you imagine how strong that congregation would be? Can you imagine the, the, the work that can be accomplished if that was taking place? We could have congregations being planted in areas right now where there are no congregations because you have such uh, strong-minded individuals in the congregation that they're willing to move and to go and to spread God's Word and to start another congregation here and there. That's how it used to be done back in the day. Congregations reach a certain size. You think about, think about the church in Jerusalem. In Acts chapter 2, about 3,000 souls were added to their number. Acts chapter 4, it said the number of men was about 5,000. Acts chapter 4 and verse 5. In chapter 6, it said that a great company of priests were obedient to the faith, Acts 6 and verse 7. Acts chapter 5 said that, that, that the numbers multiplied, both men and women. So when you think about all of this growth, but then you get to Acts chapter 8, and it says that behind the persecution of Saul, that all of the Christians were scattered and went everywhere, all scattered except for the apostles. They remained there in Jerusalem. But everyone else, those thousands of members scattered and went everywhere preaching the Word. That's how, the, that's how the Lord's church began to spread in the first century. And it comes with a growth in the knowledge of God's Word. When you grow in the knowledge of God's Word, you want to share God's Word. You want to get out there and help people come to understand God's Word. And that can happen through studying and certainly through a, an opportunity such as this online school. As we wrap up in this presentation, we want you to understand that uh, by no means is this the only way of studying God's Word. Is this the only way of spreading the gospel? Absolutely not. But it is certainly a very effective way of, of taking the gospel into all the world, as Mark chapter 16, verse 15 calls us to do. And we want to, to take advantage of every opportunity that, that we have to reach out, knowing that we have some 75% of, of those who are involved now who are non-Christians, yet they're studying with us. That's an evangelistic opportunity that we have. And let me tell you how many times this happens, where uh, someone who is studying, and it doesn't matter, make a difference if they're in the United States or in a foreign country. I'll give you a case in point. There was a, a man who contacted us through email who lived in Brazil. And through his studying with us, he wanted to know if there was a church of Christ near him. And so what we do is generally when we get calls such as that or emails such as that, requests wanting to know if there's a, a local congregation somewhere, we'll begin to utilize our resources. 
make contact with different missionaries and brethren throughout the brotherhood to find out if they know of a congregation in a certain country or, or here in the United States in a particular city. And we find that congregation and we try to make contact with them to try to put them in contact with that person who is looking for the Lord's church. That young man obeyed the gospel because we were able to find a congregation that was near him because there were some brethren up there in the Dallas-Fort Worth area who supported a missionary there in Brazil. And so it was about talking to and utilizing our resources and helping one another. That's what that chain link that I started talking about. That's what that's all about. Each one of us recognizing our responsibility and utilizing our talents and knowledge and our skills to work together so that that chain holds tight. And so we're able to help folks find the Lord's church and obey the gospel, even though we may never, ever meet them on this side of life. We can feel good that we help them come to know the Lord. In conclusion, there are over 7 billion people in the world today, and that number is growing. We're talking about some, somewhere in the area of 350,000 new souls every day that are born into this world. How are we going to reach them? How are we going to reach them? That is a grave responsibility that the Lord has given us to go into all the world and preach the gospel, to reach them. But he has also provided us with this, this wonderful opportunity to utilize the Internet to reach the lost, to encourage brethren in the faith, to carry out the Great Commission. Perhaps you're here this evening and you're not a member of the body of Christ. Why not? That's a question I just want you to, to contemplate this evening. Why, why not? I know you've heard the gospel proclaimed if you've been coming here visiting or maybe perhaps this is your first time being here this evening. But we want you to understand that there is no more important decision that you will ever make in your life than to obey the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have to understand that God has already promised that inasmuch as he has raised Jesus from the dead, that there's going to be a judgment one day. Acts chapter 17, verse 31, he says that there's going to be a judgment as much as he has raised him from the dead. He's going to judge mankind by that same man. Jesus Christ. And Jesus says in John chapter 12, verse 48, he that rejects me and receives not my word has one to judge him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. Jesus is going to be the judge, and he's going to use his word as the standard of judgment. And so each one of us is going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ, the Bible tells us. Will you be prepared for it? If you've heard the gospel, if you've heard about Jesus' death, his burial, and resurrection, the love that he has demonstrated toward us in giving his life and having, allowing his blood to be shed for the remission or forgiveness of our sins. You've heard about that. Perhaps you don't quite understand it. Maybe you'd like to sit down and study some more. I know that there are many individuals here in this congregation who would be willing to sit down with you and study to make sure that you can gain a proper understanding. But if you understand that, we don't want you to snooze on it because the fact is, is that we don't know where death is. We don't know if... How much longer are we going to live beyond walking out of these doors tonight, truth be told? We don't know if we'll even be able to get up out of our chairs here in a moment. I remember not too long ago, there was a gospel preacher who, in the midst of worship, prior to preaching the sermon that morning, had a heart attack. Can you imagine that? 
So it can happen. The point is, is that we want to make sure that we're prepared for it. We want to make sure we're prepared for death, wherever it is. Or if Jesus should return, we want to make sure that we're prepared to go back to glory with him. And you can be prepared tonight, first and foremost, by putting him on in baptism. The Bible says, as, as we've talked about and as we've quoted from Mark chapter 16, he that believes and is baptized shall be saved, to be immersed in water, because you're typifying the facts of the gospel when you do so. You repent of your sins, that is, that you cease. You stop. You make up in your mind that, that you're not going to do those things because you recognize that in the eyes of God, that sin is something that he's not going to allow to dwell in his presence. And so you make up in your mind that you're going to turn from that and turn and submit yourself to his will. That old person, that old mindset, that old person gets buried in immersion. And God performs a spiritual circumcision where he eliminates that old person of sin. And when you rise out of that water, it's just like his resurrection. You rise to walk in newness of life. This evening, we want you to leave here a new creature, a new person, one who is without sin. And we want to encourage you on your walk because he wants us to remain faithful even if it means death. Revelation chapter 2 and verse 10. This evening, if we can be of assistance to you to help you come to gain a better understanding of the gospel, let us do so. Those who are members of the body of Christ, if you have sin in your life, understand that you can't allow it to continue. You also need to repent of your sins. Acknowledge those things. Turn from it. And let's pray together that the Lord will forgive you of your sins. And let's continue to encourage each other in the faith. If you stand subject to the invitation, we invite you to come now as we stand and sing.